Hi there, it's Yafa Sakaja, the CEO of Beneplan. I'm back from mat leave. I took a few months off to have my second baby, and I'm just so excited to start talking again. So today I wanted to talk about Zoom etiquette. Um, we all love Zoom, or I mean, love to hate it, love to love it, whatever. This is the age of Zoom. And the etiquette that I want to talk about is multifold. There's all these little micro um pieces that I watch for in making sure that you're not over exhausting your clients or your prospects. So I'm just going to rip through them. Here they go. Pretty simple. Number one, don't book more than an hour. Try to stick it to like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. People today um, are in back-to-back Zooms all day. If you actually book the full hour, it's possible that you're going to have your audience cut off early because they're going to say, sorry, I've got to get ready for the next meeting. Or maybe they just have to go to the bathroom. Maybe they've got to go get a snack because they didn't eat. So try not to book it all the way to the end of the hour. Try to get it like, you know, 45 minutes maximum. That's really ideal. Also, when I start the meeting, the very first thing I do is ask people if they have a hard stop. I'm shocked at how many people don't ask me what my hard stop is. They just assume that I've got like hours to sit and listen. And while you might have no hard stop, your client most likely does have a hard stop. So the first thing is just want to be mindful of time. Does anybody here have a hard stop? One person might put up their hand and say, yep, I've got a hard stop at one o'clock. So then I respond, okay, so let's make sure that we finish at least five or 10 minutes early. So you have time to take notes, send an email, and then go to your next meeting. End early. I had a previous podcast topic on this before, but always end early because you're going to give people joy. If you end even three minutes early, well, they have time to check their phone. They might have time to go to the bathroom, get a snack, all of that. So try, try, try your best to end early. Even if you want to squeeze in that extra last insight that you know is going to be like the three point shoot at the buzzer, save it. It's okay leave your audience with a little bit of joy that they got three minutes back in their day. Watch people's eyes. You want to watch their eyes. Are they wearing, if they're wearing glasses, you're going to be able to see the computer reflected back on their um, lenses. If they're not wearing glasses, you can usually tell if someone's really focusing on your presentation or if their eyeballs are darting all over the place. If their eyeballs are darting all over the place, it's because you've lost them and they're now multitasking. If you can see that they're typing an email, like their arms are outstretched, they're focusing and they're typing an email, well, again, you've lost them. So you want to really pivot. When I find that I've lost someone, first of all, it's not offensive. Like, don't be offended that they're not listening to you. It's just that a lot of the times your audience are extremely busy. They might be thinking about picking up their kid from school. I sure am. I got to pick up my kids for school in 11 minutes. So you're only going to get like a 10 minute podcast today. Um, but it's okay. It just means that, well, if you only have 30 minutes with this person, you want to juice every single bit of value from that. So you might want to pause and say, Hey, I just want to pause there and see how that information is landing on you. When it's their time to speak, that focuses them, sorry, that forces them to kind of do a reset, open up the other screen. Cause they might have a hundred different tabs open and say, yeah, okay. I do have a question about this. Which leads me to my other point, which is ask questions. I've like, I don't know what it is, like 90, 95% of meetings that I'm in, especially if I'm the audience, you know, I'm shocked at how often people don't ask questions of the audience, first of all. So first of all, 
Let people talk. You want to hold space and create room for them to share their feelings. So right after I say, is there any hard stop? The next thing I say is before we dive into this content, and sometimes I make a joke. I say, before I start talking at you for 45 minutes, because <laughs> it can feel like that sometimes, I just want to understand what are your top goals that you'd like to get out of this meeting? Or do you have any questions that you want to get out right up front before you forget? Most likely they do. And if you leave the meeting without that person having asked all their questions, well, I mean, that's a lost opportunity. So it's possible you might be sitting down to talk about a quote or a presentation and they might have a question about an EAP right away. Like, Hey, how do I use my EAP? Well, you can answer that question easily. They can maybe get back to somebody literally as you're talking, they might be emailing their HR manager, or the EAP. Now they can focus. If you don't address that right up front, guess what they're going to be doing for the next 35 minutes, Googling, where is their EAP searching in their inbox? Where's that EAP? They, so you're actually doing yourself a favor when you're asking them to clear the air, like let's do a quick clearing up front. Um, I have to say something about mute etiquette. If you're listening to this, most likely you're probably not the culprit, but many of you always, always start a meeting with your mute button. Well, not muted. Mute yourself, my friends, mute. Silence, blessed silence. Our world is full of noise and distractions. You've got to mute yourself. Muting and unmuting is also a signal to others that you're done talking. Um, it's really hard when you've got four people on a zoom call, it's hard for people to jump in. And sometimes the most important person on a call, maybe that payroll administrator, that's actually going to be the decision maker because they're actually going to be doing the work in what you're recommending is quiet. They're quiet because they're deferring to their bosses and their bosses are talking, but that payroll administrator has to speak and they can't get in and they don't know when they'll be able to get in because over zoom, we lose the in-person nuances of, um, knowing when someone's about to speak or knowing when someone's about to stop, like maybe picking up a glass of water to drink. So whenever I'm presenting and I want to signal to people, I'm done talking. Now it's your turn to talk. I mute myself. That's a really clear way to give permission to the introverts, to the quiet people to say, I want to hear from you what they have to say is important. The other important thing I find is your name. Your name is showing up on zoom. Is it your first name? Is it your first name and last name? I always like to make sure it's both my first name, last name. And then I put a dash and I put Ben a plan after so that they know which organization I'm from. If you've been on zoom meetings where there's like 15 people and you've never met any of them in person, um, it can be really confusing. I've also seen other people put in custom backgrounds with their organization logo so that you know exactly not just their organization. I've seen people do things like putting their full name and uh, the company they're from and their email address on there. Last two things I'll say. Number one, lighting. Lighting is your friend. When people see that you're in a dark room, it sends a message to them that a message of, um, you know, I don't know, darkness. <laughs> Whereas if you have a lot of bright lights in there, if, if everything is well lit, it sends a positive message. So in general, if you have a window in your house, you want to sit facing your window. Don't sit with a window behind you because the backlighting will make it difficult for other people to see you. 
Also spend $30 on Amazon, buy one of those ring lights. Um, you know, you can Google, uh, camera light for zoom or cell phone light or Lumi or whatever, but put a couple of those in front of you. You want to light up your face. The first time you do it, it might be a little awkward, but you'll get used to it. And that will allow people to actually see the expressions. The final thing I'm going to say is use your chat and use all the tools to your advantage. Um, as I'm talking, because I know people are liking to switch from one task to another, well, why not actually help them do the switching for them? So instead of having them Google something while you're talking, like I might say, oh, telemedicine is a great new benefit. I'm going to throw the link in the chat. So at least if they're going to be multitasking, I can help to try to steer in what direction they are multitasking. So it's content that I want them to look at. Finally, um, I like to just, you know, everybody says goodbye at the same time. I don't know why it's like, we're all like, bye, bye. Okay. See you later. And then everyone's talking at the same time. I like to just meet myself, do a little wave with my hand and just sign off easily. If you are going to have to leave halfway through, instead of stopping the meeting and saying, Hey, I've got to leave. I would just throw it in the chat, say, Hey, sorry, I got to drop off. And then just drop off, just close it. You don't need to alert everybody else. Um, you know what? This was a short, but sweet podcast. So happy to be back at work. Uh, if you have questions or if you actually want to hear me talk about a specific topic in group benefits, my email is yafa at beneplan.ca. That's yafa, Y-A-F-A at beneplan.ca. Thanks for listening.